I'm Duncan McLeod, and this is the Tech Central Show, brought to you today by MTN Business. Subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash techcentral. Now, Paystack. They're a Nigerian fintech with continental ambitions. The business was acquired by Stripe, the Irish-American fintech, started by the Collison brothers in 2020, and that deal was worth a phenomenal 200 million U.S. dollars. I'm joined now in the Tech Central studio by Joel Bronkowski. Is that am I pronouncing your name correctly, Joel? Yeah, yeah. I've since learned it's Bronkowski, but I go by Bronkowski. <laughs> Bronkowski. I suppose it would be. Yes. Is that yeah. a Polish name? It's a Polish name. Polish. Right. Okay. Yeah. And Joel, you are country lead in South Africa for Paystack. Uh, welcome to the studio. Thanks for making the time. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. How long have you been with Paystack now? It's about to be four years next month. Okay. Yeah. And how long has Paystack been in the South African market for? So we went live uh, May 2021, so mm-hmm. just over two years. Okay. Yeah, we had a about a six-month public beta and a shorter private beta before that. So, so you were prepping for the launch prior to exactly, that? Exactly, yeah. Just um, getting whoever would trust us, you know, to, to, to test out payments and um, get familiar with our platform and get some feedback. Great. Yeah. And you're based, Paystack is based in, with South African operation is based in Cape Town. Yeah, we have an office in Cape Town. Um, most of the team is, we, not by plan, but based down there. We do okay. have a few uh, stacks, as we call ourselves, in Joburg and mm-hmm. other spots in the country. But yeah, there seems to be a congregation around the Western Cape for some reason. Okay. A lot of fintech uh, startups in that part of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in good company. That's right. Um, now you're very clearly, judging by your accent, not originally from South Africa. You're an American uh, national. How long have you been in the country for? Um, uh, the better part of 15 years. So I came in, actually it'll be 16 years, 2007. Wow. I came for a gap year to do volunteer work and yeah, there's a, long, there's a long story there, but mm-hmm. met, met a local person, got married, uh, studied here a bit, and then I really found my career. I spent some of my early 20s sort of figuring out what I want to do. Do I want to okay. save the world? Do I, you know, um, And um, through launching an online store, I got got a chance to work for, for WooCommerce, and that was kind mm-hmm. of the start of my my journey into tech and payments. Okay. Yeah. I'm always amazed how someone um, at a young age goes and lives in another country. Where, where in America did you grow up? Um, so I'm from just north of Los Angeles originally. Right. So yeah, it's a, almost about as far as you can get from, of the from side of the world. South I know, Africa. I know this well from yeah. traveling to yeah. San Francisco over the years. Yeah. There's no easy way to get there. There isn't. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Okay. So why South Africa? What brought you, what brought you here specifically? Yeah. So um, the, the, the short version is I, I, in 2004, I worked at a summer camp mm-hmm. um, as, as you do when you're a teenager. Um, and I met a group of South Africans that were at the camp and just became friends with them and, and heard a lot about, they, they also ran kind of like leaders um camps in Cape Town and um I just became friends with them and was really intrigued by by what they had to say about South Africa and the challenges and opportunities mm-hmm. and all of that and um I decided to go for a month in 2004 and over December holiday and it was just I won't go into the, the nitty-gritty details sure. but you know a couple weeks of running camps for um different communities in Cape Town and then we spent a week and a half in Limpopo in a rural village, um, building a church. I just was kind of like blown away by the diversity, the challenges, but also some familiarity with, um, some of the people I met and mm-hmm. it just kind of opened my eyes to the world. I hadn't traveled a whole lot before that. Right. So I was just quite taken with South Africa, I came home and was like a big South Africa fanboy. Any opportunity I had to tell people about <laughs> it, I would work it into a conversation. But that was the start of it. And then you came um, back. finished university and came back. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, so you, you must have loved it. So you've been in Cape Town that whole time, have you? Uh, yeah, uh, I studied in Stellenbosch and lived there for a few years, oh, not you? far from Cape Town, yeah, okay. but otherwise, Cape Town, yeah. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. Now, Paystack, they're, uh, they're headquartered in, in Lagos, That's in right. Nigeria. It's a Nigerian uh, company. Its founders, uh, you, you can probably pronounce the names better than me, Shola Akinlade. yeah. And Ezra Alubi. Alubi, that's right. You got uh, it. They're the founders of this uh, this business. Uh, tell mm-hmm. me a bit about uh, Paystack and its origins. And Yeah, yeah. So um, the, the, the short version is um, we're a payments platform helping businesses of all sizes collect and distribute funds. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of – there's many iterations to that and can get into that. Changes, um, different opportunities within that. Um, but the company really started um, – you know, the, the origins of it are actually quite similar to Stripe. If you listen to Patrick talk about Stripe, it sounds a lot like the way Shola and Ezra would talk about starting Paystack. They were both working in the banking industry. They had studied together, both mm-hmm. developers, um, and just realized it's way too difficult to start with payments. So if in those times in Nigeria, if you wanted to collect payments, you literally needed to go to a bank and make a case for it and mm-hmm. fill out paperwork and sign your life away. And there was costs involved with that. And they just, they had seen what Stripe had done and, and maybe a few other companies um, globally, just making it really easy for people to accept payments um, and decided to, to build Paystack. So the story, they've got some great stories of like how much money they spent to get the first checkout designed mm-hmm. and just the way that they went about iterating on it and testing it. But ultimately they built a very um, basic version of Paystack, a beautiful checkout, um, easy for developers to build payments into whatever they're building. And um, yeah, and and it, I mean, the rest is, is history. We can get into it. You know, yeah. I think it was a few months after their um, built, having built Paystack that they got into Y Combinator. And that kind of was the next um Mm-hmm. You know, the, the kind of the next step on their right. journey to where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a bit about the Y Combinator. Was that an investment into uh, Paystack? Um, so, so Y Combinator is a, um, a, a very famous, maybe the most famous, some would say, accelerator mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, they do, uh, forgive me for not knowing the details of this, but I, I do believe all, like all startups that go into their um, accelerator, they do often take equity stake in, in the, in, in those companies. But I think it's more about getting them ready to be a high growth startup and sort of creating opportunities for them to get funding and mm-hmm. le- just learn how to run a startup. Right. And, mm-hmm. and you're in a cohort with other startups and it just gives you a chance to sort of le- learn by, um, learn, learn from your peers. Yeah. So it was through that, um, that Shola, had a chance meeting with Patrick from Stripe. And so yeah. um, later that led to Stripe being part of our series a, which, which was pretty cool, you know, a, a very strong signal to Africa, you know, that companies like Stripe are actually really interested in what's happening here. So when, when, uh, Joel, when did this uh, deal with, uh, with Stripe happen? Um, it was, it was, uh, I believe it was 2020. Mm-hmm. I believe it was November of 2020 if, or maybe okay. late October. Very yeah. recent. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. quite recent. And yeah. is the idea eventually that um, that this becomes Stripe Africa or does Paystack keep its name? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's still TBD. Okay. Um, Stripe's really let us continue with our ambitions and like our journey to, to – um, I, I build deep, you know. Yeah, I, I, and I guess the markets in which Paystack operates are very, very different to the yeah. markets in which Stripe is traditionally exactly. Operated. So, so, so Stripe doesn't operate in Africa yet, mm. um, but they certainly care about Africa. Hence the big investment in Paystack. Sure. Um, but it's not, yeah, it's not that easy to just. 
become Stripe or, you know, everything that we've built. If you think about all the different payment methods in different markets, it's, it's not that easy, but there's definitely, um, room for us to really, well, we already, there already has been a lot of collaboration, right? Sharing of knowledge and leads and even some stripes as they call themselves coming Mm -hmm. over to Paystack to, to work for us. Um, so a lot to learn and, and I mean, our products are very similar. Our APIs are very similar. So we'll see what happens with the, Mm -hmm the branding, but, um, I think it's been quite, quite a, for being acquired, it's been a really cool journey to mm-hmm. just be able to continue as Paystack with our ambitions and have, and be able to learn from Stripe and mm-hmm. have them helping us, you know? Okay. So yeah. tell me how a business today would typically make use of, of, of Paystack. Of Paystack. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it really depends on the type of business, but um, I would say from very, very basic users that are just looking for something simple, like think of MSMEs, the hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of them. It's always a business in South user. Africa. It's always a business or it, it can be an individual sole proprietor, but still mm-hmm. business intentions. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So f- for those users, we have actually some really basic, um, basic, but powerful tools built into Paystack. So you can create a payment page to collect, let's say donations or whatever, mm-hmm. or um, you can even create a payment page to start a subscription, say you're a tennis club or something. Okay, so um, you can collect all those payments. It's can, a full um, yeah. e-commerce integrated Built solution. into Paystack, uh-huh. yeah. And then we actually have a product called Storefronts that's a very um, simple and elegant e-commerce solution for someone who's getting started, right? So at the very start of the spectrum of business growth, people that are just like trying to figure things out, we're free to start, we have tools for them to use. And then I think as you go up, it, it, you know, you have more complicated use cases. Mm. You know, you have um, bigger companies trying to figure out their billing and trying to find the balance of um, cards versus other kinds of payment methods, debit orders and those kinds of things. And you have developers who are sometimes trying to solve very unique challenges, like um, maybe a marketplace being built. Mm-hmm. We have an t- uh, API called our split payments API where someone can pay and we actually automatically settle the submergent, right? So, um, so there's lots of different use cases. And, and if we looked at even just different industries, they care about very different things when it comes mm-hmm. to payments. But I think one thing that sets us apart in South Africa is just that we really, um, you know, there's a lot of competition in the market. And um, and like some some players that have actually helped build a lot of trust with payments. So you don't catch me saying bad things about our competition, but it is quite fragmented in terms of solutions that are made for um, kind of small businesses and small merchants. And then those that actually just focus on enterprise. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think we kind of sit in a place where we can cater for, from getting started to like growing with us. Right. Um, Obviously saying that and actually doing it and winning that business is, is another challenge, yeah. but that's, that's, um, in Nigeria, we've been on that path and in South Africa, we're, mm-hmm. we're also, you know, we're getting there. So. Is the full feature set available here in South Africa? Um, so in terms of, um, our APIs, uh, most of it, yes, there's a few, few nuances to that. Um, so in, in, in Nigeria, we recently launched, uh, terminals product for, uh, card, payments in person, right? So okay. we haven't yet done that in South Africa. So there's a few few instances where it's not, but otherwise everything else is okay. available in South Africa, yeah. South Africa always has a much better developed banking system than Nigeria. <laughs> um, and, and I guess some of the, the things that Paystack 
founders were solving for were related to the fact that the financial services ecosystem in Nigeria is probably not as well developed as it is in other markets around the world. Yeah. Have, have you found that um, you've had to come to market in South Africa perhaps a little bit differently to the way Paystack has approached the Nigerian market, given that our financial services sector is already well, so yeah. well yeah. advanced? Yeah. The, and I think it's not just the how advanced the sector is. Because some of that is challenging, like regulations and things like that. Sure. Or even costs are different in South Africa, very different than Nigeria. Um, I think the the competition is is a hard one to mm-hmm. to um, build trust, and it's one thing to get someone that's new to payments to start with us. It's another thing to get someone to switch yeah. from someone who's been around for a long time to to an incumbent you know provider. Um, so I think we've we've definitely found some really good entry points. Um, one being with developers. I mentioned that already. I think um, some of our competitors that cater for developers aren't free to use or you can't access the API docs mm-hmm. right away, or you can't sign up for an account and get started right away. Right. There's some, so there's some friction there. There's so, I think that's been really great. Like yeah. if, you know, if developers love your solution, as you know, um, some of those developers are CTOs or, you know, big, or it, mm-hmm. at bigger businesses and they, they can advocate for our solution as well. So I think that's been one. Um, the e-commerce space is one um, I'm quite passionate about, you mm-hmm. know, having come from, from Shopify. Um, I think what we've done there that's been really helpful is we've, we've, we've built integrations that are, that are solving some challenges. So like our Shopify integration, for example, allows merchants to process their refunds from Shopify. Mm-hmm. Our competitors aren't necessarily doing that. So we've, we've kind of picked a few spots where we can just be, be a bit better um, or in, in that, in that use case, we've also brought some technologies through our integrations into the market that other folks don't have. Mm-hmm. So like recently we announced, um, we're working with a platform called commerce seven that serves mm-hmm. wineries. And so like, you know, and they've chosen us to, to be their payment partner. And so through that relationship, we kind of can win in that space. So I think that would be another one. And then the last one would be startups. I think we really care a lot about, startups and just helping support them and have startups program called catalyst to actually provide free processing and Mm -hmm. try to come alongside them with funding and things like that. So those are the three I would like call out as where we've, we've done well, but there's still, there's still a lot of room for us to, to grow and go up market and just win more, more of the South African market. Yeah. Yeah. How many markets are you operating in now across Africa? Yeah. So we are in um, four markets now. Yeah, so um, Nigeria and Ghana mm-hmm. are uh, Nigeria, obviously being the the first one. Ghana, I think that one launched also in twenty twenty, if I'm not uh, mistaken, and then uh, South Africa twenty twenty one, and now uh, Kenya. So we're actually okay. have uh, boots on the ground and right. operating in, out of Kenya, and ambitions to um, ambitions and folks on the ground to um, set up operations in North Africa and Francophone Africa. So, so that's going to be. Um, exciting new frontiers for us uh, to, to kind of to kind of uh, see if we can solve you know payments in Africa challenge I think that's one thing mm. we're really passionate about like we don't see enough uh, it's not easy enough for multinationals to enter Africa mm-hmm. you know like even now if they come they can integrate with paystack one integration yeah but there's still a lot more work paystack and other companies have to do they have to register bank accounts and register companies and it's just not easy so mm-hmm. one of our big ambitions is just like how do we make it easier to do business across africa how do we make it easier for south african businesses to enter other african markets or at least um offer their products or services you know to to other african mm-hmm. consumers 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how closely do you work with your clients? I mean, if if uh, if you're one of your clients wants to do a big e-commerce integration, for example, mm-hmm. would you would you then make consulting services available, or is it just a case of well, here's our API, here's our technology, integrate it, and you do the yeah, work? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so. I would say we work really close with our clients. Um, you know, as we scale, obviously we have to look at the, you know, like we can't be everywhere with, sure. you know, with thousands of merchants, but um, for... But I, I imagine to a large extent, you can automate a lot of the stuff. And yeah, sure, you, sure, you, sure. You provide instructions on the website. I imagine this is how you go about doing yeah. this and here's the documentation for totally. this. So a couple of things there. Um, we really like, we really like um, when we have calls with merchants, it, we don't jump into sales. It's re- like, we really want to understand what their challenges are, what's working, what's not. And so um, we do have a, a, a developer relations team that um, can come alongside if there's, you know, kind of a, a need on the development side, consulting them. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, we, we will build things for clients if the opportunity justifies it. Um, and we have made the investment into having local South African team members on the service side. So when, when merchants are onboarded, you know, we have key accounts in South Africa. We have our user or customer support in South Africa. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of gone through that process of trying to build deep and and show the South African market that we we care about them and we're going to like we want to know our merchants. When yeah. we when we went and met with a bunch of merchants, some of them said they've never met their payment providers. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we care about you. We want to have that relationship. Um, more recently, we launched actually last week we launched uh, what's called a service partner directory. Um, and our aim there is to find folks that do d- deliver different services, whether it's marketing development, um, you know, various development languages, or, um, they specialize with different, um, technologies when our merchants have a need to be able to point them to those trusted service providers. So that's just another way we mm-hmm. can kind of, um, create those relationships that help in both directions. They yeah. can also send us business and we can mm-hmm. support them. Yeah. And how do you see the fintech ecosystem developing both here in South Africa and on the rest of the continent? There's a lot of activity going on among startups. Yeah, um, I presume at some point, and, and I guess some banks are already doing it, um, is is fighting back and and saying we've got solutions in this space too. Yeah. Do you see the traditional banks as uh, as <clears throat> competitors or long term partners to fintech yeah. startups? That's an interesting one. So um, I've seen. A, I mean, in South Africa, I can speak more to that. Um, a lot of really positive movement on mm. in the fintech space so recently there's a fintech association of south africa that launched and just i think you know i mean just qualitatively looking at sort of post covid just a lot more yep. activity community activity um you know i know this this year has been a hard one so i do think the funding the funding hasn't been there this year mm. which stifles some of the you know, some of the fintechs launches or, you know, we've seen a few startups that have, that have struggled to mm. survive in this environment. So, but I do think it's, it's thriving. Um, in Nigeria, there's a lot of interesting things happening. And sometimes we're caught in a place where it's like, we want to be the infrastructure layer, but mm-hmm. we also have a lot of our merchants, you know, that have a lot of requests for different things. And so we have to really think about what are we going to build and what are we, like, what are we going to build versus like, are we going to be the infrastructure that, mm helps the other fintechs. And so that, that's a, there's a, you know, that's a challenge. Um, sure. In terms of the banks, I, yeah, it is an interesting one. Um, I, th- I think to date from what I've seen, it's more, it's more of a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a little bit of tension with the way things are set up and banks going and acquiring their own business. And sometimes 
fitting into that is tricky. But for the most part, I do think they look to the payment service providers to bring the business. Um, I, I think some of the banks have spun up different, you know, tech events or startups and are trying to kind of inch into that space. But I think it's tough for the big banks to do that. Mm -hmm. Like some of the neo banks, I think they're more agile and more right. like interesting. And like, even when we speak to them, they, it feels like they're more like Paystack, mm -hmm. you know, and we can like move quickly. We could do things, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. Um, but I don't feel much concern about the, the competitive, like, I guess the thing with payments is like, it's, there's a lot of problems to be solved and we just need to like talk to more people and solve them. It's not like buying a car where everyone's, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 And then yeah. Joel, just before I let you go, Nigeria is an interesting country. Um, have you, you, have you had opportunity to spend time there? Yeah, I mm. have. So I, once upon a time I was going every quarter to, okay. to, to see the team. And when I started, I spent about a month there. Just give so. us your thoughts on Nigeria and, and its potential as a, as a technology powerhouse in Africa. I mean, we, we see some of these unicorn startups coming yeah. out of Lagos and other cities in, and, and out of Nigeria more broadly. Yeah. Um, how sustainable is it? Um, is there a powerful uh, tech economy um, potentially being built in Nigeria? What yeah. are your thoughts on the country? Yeah, no, I'm, thanks for asking that. Um, so one of the reasons I, I joined Paystack, I mean, aside from just having met Shola and kind of feeling his excitement about mm. the continent, I think it's infectious. If you meet most people from Paystack, they're just like, and Shola is a great leader, you know? Mm. Um, um, but, but I kind of wanted, I, I spent a lot of my life now assimilating and like living in South Africa. And You've so, got a unique perspective. Yeah, I mean, so, you're an American so, yeah. coming from an outside so, perspective so, on Africa. And exactly. I'm asking you about another country so where I, you haven't lived. But yeah, uh, so, so actually, not really a fair question. No, but, but it's fine. Yeah. I think, um, so part of why I joined also was just like, I want more exposure to Africa. Sure. And Nigeria is an interesting place. You know, like I really didn't, I knew Lagos was a busy city, but I didn't really know much else. Um, I think what's happened there uh, is incredible. Like the number of startups and it's for Paystack, like we've got to be at the center of that because yeah. launching in 2016, you know, if we just look at what's happened since then, we were the first Nigerian startup to get into YC. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at the cohorts, there's, there's many of them, right? There's like dozens of them. So I think um, we'd like to think we've played a big part in that, but yeah. I can just say like my Nigerian colleagues are, some of the, we've assembled like some of the most incredible, incredibly talented, hardworking people, um, and very passionate about solving challenges in their country and in the continent. Um, I think, uh, I mean, people talk about the Nigerian hustle and stuff like this. Mm. Um, it's really true and it's really infectious. And, and I think in South Africa, when we've sold Paystack here, when we've talked to people, some people get that and some people don't. I think some people think like there's like this stigma or bias, you know, like uh, th this thing is built somewhere else. But like the tech coming out of Nigeria is like actually in a lot of ways, like why is it ahead. why is it happening? I I don't. That's a good question. I think um, it's a huge market. I think the the thing is Nigeria has like a lot of challenges. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, even in the news in the last few months, there's been a lot of changes and things that are hard for, for Nigerians to, to handle. But mm -hmm. I think like at the core of the young, like, I, I think part of it is there's like a young generation that's just like, like in there, even on like Twitter and different places, mm -hmm. like they kind of congregate and share ideas and are excited about each other. So I think there's just a lot of activity around people building things to actually make 
Nigeria a better place. And that just happened in a, in a relatively short period of time. Right. So there's just a lot of excitement and activity there. Um, I wish I could spend more of my job actually keeping up to date with it because yeah. like we have tons of merchants doing all kinds of interesting things, some of which would probably be really cool to have in South Africa, but uh, my head's pretty mm-hmm. <laughs> head down in South Africa, sure, but sure. I'm, I am excited, uh, Duncan, to like one thing um, I really hope Paystack can do it, because we get a lot of South African startups that are interested in Nigeria. Mm. Um, maybe partly because for them to get funding, they need to prove they can expand to new markets. But I think it's also just a, it's the biggest, it's yeah. a big market. In it's, Africa. A market. it's a huge market. 170 million yeah. people or something. So I, I really hope, um, you know, within Paystack and our company and our team, we've had a lot of cross exposure between Nigeria and South Africa, yeah. which has been very enriching for everyone. Um, but I really hope we can bring that to more of our merchants, you know, in both directions, bringing some South African startups, even if it's not like just launching them in Nigeria, like mm. exposure and just, um, I think, I, th- I just think there's, there's more that could be done there. You don't see enough South African startups entering other African markets. And I think mm. Paystack wants to play a big part in that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there seems to be a, um, well, the relationship between African countries seems to be a bit disjointed when it comes to the startup ecosystem. Yes. Yeah. I, I guess large distances uh, don't help. I mean, Nigeria is a very long way away from South it, Africa. It really is. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. which I guess, which oh, it's a vast continent, which I guess makes that sort of collaboration more difficult, but with technology, anything's possible. Yep. If people want to know more about Paystack, what is the website? It's, uh, it's paystack.com. Yeah. Paystack.com. Easily enough. Easy enough. Yeah. <laughs> Great conversation. Joel Bronkowski or Bronkowski Either is yeah. country leader for Paystack in South Africa. Thanks for an insightful conversation and talking to Tech Central today. Much appreciated. Thanks so much, Duncan. Thank you. Yeah.